This evening's reading is from Ephesians 6, verses 1 to 9. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favour when their eye is on you, but, like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favouritism with him. Hello, my name is Stephen, I'm the youth minister of Bishop Harrington Church. Welcome to the chapel. Isn't it so nice to come like see it? Wow! <laughs> Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the chance to look at your word. Please teach us and change us through these powerful words. Amen. Now, back when I was a young whippersnapper in secondary school playing rugby, we had a coach called Mr. Coke. And Mr. Coke, well, he trained us, but he also trained the county rugby players. Like the big legends! And so, before every game, he'd kind of give us the insider information, telling us who their biggest weapons were, and like where the battle was going to be most fierce on the pitch. It never helped, because we were so bad, but, but still, <laughs> and he trained us, getting us ready for the big fights. Oh, cookie. And that's like what Paul does here in Ephesians 5 and 6. He's getting us ready. Getting Christians ready for the big battles to live a holy life. And there's two big battlegrounds he kind of mentions. First off, the physical battleground, that's Ephesians 5, 21 to 6, verse 9. And the spiritual battleground, that's Ephesians 6, verse 10 to the end of the chapter. And so this is part of the physical battle for holiness tonight we're looking at. And you've got me thinking, where do you find it hardest to live the Christian life out? When do you find it hardest to, to be holy? See, I think it's no surprise that Paul, well, turns to home and work as places where the battle for holiness is greatest and the opportunities for sin are most abundant, right? And kind of the theme of this bit of the Bible is, well, what you do Monday to Saturday matters. As Ian Barclay would say, Paul's trying to push us to have 24-7 Christianity. And so, this is intensely practical. But also, Back then, this would have been radically countercultural. Because have a look at 6 verse 1. Children. Paul's talking to children in 6 verse 5. Slaves. Paul's talking to slaves. He's giving value to people who in that society would have no value and no dignity. Children and slaves. They're vital parts of the Ephesian church family. Isn't that awesome? It's a bit like um, 
sitting at primary school and seeing your head teacher walking past outside of school. Starstruck, and she notices you, and she talks to you, and she knows your name. It's like, wow! That's kind of what's going on here. They're vital parts of the church family. And I wonder, do our children at BH know that they are vital parts of our church family? Do we tell them that? We're thinking about uh, home life to start with. And the headline is, what we do at home matters. Because Paul's just been talking about marriage. Check out Phil's sermon last week to hear that. Cracking stuff. And he moves on to the parent-child relationship. And like this affects all of us, doesn't it? Because, well, we're all children. <laughs> but particularly, he's talking about young children. Children who are dependent on their adults, so people at like uh, uh, KO, Rooted, some of you feast guys and girls, explorers. And look what you've got to do. Verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honour your father and mother. What we do at home, matters. Children, obey and honour mum and dad. And this is a big deal, because when you see verse 1, I mean... It's right in the Lord. By our obedience to parents, we can show that we obey and love God. In fact, um, in Colossians 3, verse 3, we learn that our obedience to parents, it pleases God. And Paul in verse 2 is quoting from Deuteronomy. He's quoting the Ten Commandments. In other words, obedience and honouring parents is part of our duty to God. Because in some ways, especially in childhood, our parents represent God to us, showing us his love and his care for us. And so of course we're going to obey and honour them. And even when our parents represent God imperfectly and don't show his love and his care for us, we still obey and honour them. Because we're obeying and honouring our Heavenly Father. Remembering what Phil said last week, that God comes first. So our loyalty to God trumps any loyalty to our parents. But that's the rare exception. Obedience is the law. Children, obey and honour, because it's part of God's law. But it's also, it's good for God's world. Have a look at verse 2. It says, honour your father and mother. Then verse 3, so that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. This is incredible. God has kind of set society up so that there are huge positive impacts when children are uh, huge positive impacts to, to, to communities, to nations, to our world when children obey their parents. Like John Stock, he said um, a, a healthy society is inconceivable without healthy family life. Like, what? Did you know that by obeying and your parents you can bless your community, your nation, your world? That's awesome, right? What we do at home really matters. And so, KR Rooted Feast Guys and Girls, here are four words, four really powerful words to help you obey and honour your parents. You ready? Hello, thanks, sorry, yes. Four mighty powerful words to learn to say. <laughs> and like, they're really important, especially right now in lockdown. Because your parents are legends who probably aren't showing the strain and stress they're really feeling inside. Lockdown's hard. And by these four words, you can bless them. Hello. Like, 
talking to your parents. It's big. Like, not just one word answers or little grunts, like actual communication. And like conversations too. Why not ask them some questions? Hello! Number two, thanks. Um, back when I was younger, I used to do something really silly. So every mealtime, I would say thank you for every single element on the plate. Like, thanks for the sausages, mum. Thanks for the carrots. Thanks for this carrot. Thanks for that carrot. Thanks for the peas. And that pea and that pea and that mashed potato. Thank you for the gravy. <laughs> and used to wind up my, my brother up no end. But, but like, actually, um, you can't over-thank your parents. So lots of thank yous. Hello, thank you. Sorry. There will be times when you will do something wrong. I know, shocking, right? <laughs> and in those times, don't shut down. Don't storm off. Say sorry. Repair the relationship. And, and, and number four, yes. Not, yes, fine then! Or, yes, but! Or, yes, in a few minutes. Yes. Time to get off PS4. Yes. Dinner time. Yes! Time to do some work. Yes. Because by our obedience to our parents, wow, we can please God. And as we get older, well, we're not taught to obey in the same kind of way, but we are taught to honour our parents. And so it looks different, but those same four words still apply to us too, don't they? I mean, um, hello. When was the last time you had a good natter with your folks? Thanks. It's great to say thank you and sorry. Because as we get older, we make more mistakes, so lots of opportunities to say sorry, right? And yes, what we do at home matters. And it matters so much because, well, Ephesians 5, verse 1. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. Ephesians 5, verse 8. Live as children of light. See, Ephesians, one of the big themes is that we're now part of God's family. When we trust in Jesus, we become God's very own children. See, as children of God, what we do at home really matters. And so as children of God, we're going to obey and honour our Heavenly Father. And so those four words are really good to help grow that relationship with God too. Hello. Spending time talking to God. Thanks. Well, we can never overthank our God. Sorry. We need to confess. And yes, obedience to our great God. And, well, how we relate to our Heavenly Father, that, that has big implications on how we can live right with our earthly parents too. As children of God, what we do at home matters. Actually, parents, this changes how you do your parenting. Look at verse 4. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Um, I bought this, Amazon. Best dad ever. I mean, it's a lie, I'm not a dad, but best dad ever. $7.99. And you too can have the prestigious award of being the best dad ever. <laughs> um, dads, how many of you have actually got one of those mugs in your house? Be honest. <laughs> uh, now, this might be offensive. But you're not the best dad ever. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and even... Um, you might not be the best dad in Britain. Apparently, the Mirror, the mirror did like a competition to find the best dad in Britain, and Paul O'Neill won that title. The great Paul O'Neill. <laughs> but, but even the great Paul O'Neill is not the best dad ever. That title belongs to God. Our Heavenly Father. 
He deserves that mark, not Stephen. Like parents, you will never be the best dad ever. But you can lead your kids to the best dad ever. And there's so many ways you can do this. That, actually, that's your job. Look at verse 4. That's your job. Bringing up in the training instruction of the Lord. So pray with your kids. Bring them to church on Sunday, not to football. <laughs> like, read the Bible with your kids. And also, lovingly discipline them. So be patient as our Father's been patient to us. Uh, recognising what's childish silliness to smile through and what's um, human sinfulness to stamp out. We parent like our God's parented us. Because what we do at home matters. As children of God, what we do at home matters. It affects how we parent and how we child. <laughs> what we do at home matters because we're children of God. But also, what we do at work matters too. Have a look at verse 5. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Now, just a little word about slavery. The Bible here is not being pro-slavery. Paul is talking to slaves because, well, in the Roman Empire back then, there were an estimated 60 million slaves. That's not the population of the UK. That's a lot of slaves, and they did all sorts of jobs. Um, they were labourers, they were doctors, they were teachers, they were all sorts of people. And while it's not the brutal, horrific, dehumanising slavery of more recent history, slaves in Roman times, well, they had very little rights. Aristotle said that they were living tools. They were treated as low. It was a harsh life. And yet Paul bigs them up and values them and elevates them. In fact, the Bible has had immense power throughout history in battling slavery. Here's what Rebecca McLaughlin said. She said, Paul calls himself a slave of Christ and insists that slave and free are equal with Christ, with no room for superiority or exploitation, but rather brotherhood. And shared identity in the New Testament uh, created a tectonic tension which would ultimately erupt in the abolition of slavery. And so Paul here is valuing and caring for and giving beautiful words to, the, to these slaves. And from these words, well, there are huge lessons for us too, for all Christians who work. And the big headline is, what we do at work matters. Because, have a look. Did you see how jam-packed for Jesus this little bit is? It's everywhere. Look at verse 6. Um, uh, as slaves of Christ, obey. Verse 7. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord. Verse 9. Um, you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven. It's packed full of Christ. Paul's showing us there is a boss behind all bosses. There is a master behind all masters. The Lord God Almighty. And Christians work to please him. It's a bit like this. Um, I, I dug out my old Goldstone Primary School lanyard. Do you like it? Look how young I look. I'm, do you like the Batman lanyard? Amazing. But anyway, this here, this Goldstone Primary School badge, it tells a lie. Because I didn't work for Goldstone Primary School. I worked for God. Just going to wear that now. <laughs> I, I worked for God. And as a slave of Christ, I worked to please him. 
He is my ultimate boss. See, as slaves of Christ, what we do at work matters. We work to please the Lord. I mean, then what motivates you in your work? What kind of drives you? Working for God, it frees us from chasing after promotions or money or recognition or, or control. Those things are no longer our goals. We're not, we're not working for, for promotions and paychecks and, and people to notice us. We're working for the Lord. And that's awesome. Uh, Tim Keller, he said, um, we all work for an audience, whether we're aware of it or, or not. And working for them will usually lead to overwork or underwork. Sometimes a mixture of the two. But Christians work for an audience of one. Our loving Heavenly Father and that gives us accountability and joy in our work. As slaves of Christ, what we do at work matters. We work for the Lord and are so free. It's amazing. And actually, it's so helpful to remember, especially in lockdown, when getting out of bed is hard and starting work is hard. We work for the Lord. And so, verse 5, will obey our earthly martyrs with respect and fear. Respecting our bosses. And fearing not them, but fearing Christ. Corinthians chapter 6 sees all and rewards all. So, verse 6 we obey as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from our hearts. Uh, verse 8 because we know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slaves or free. What we do at work matters. And so, when we have a tricky boss who, 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 who takes liberties with us. Well, we're not working for them. We're working for the boss behind the boss. We work for Jesus, who sees and knows what we do. It's a bit like our boss is always in the room. I mean, how would your work change if your boss was sitting next to you 24-7? But Christians, that's true for us. Our boss, Jesus, sitting with us, next to us, which kind of changes all we do. As slaves of Christ, what we do at work matters. It changes our work ethic. Um, I used to work at Toys R Us. And back at Toys R Us, I worked in the warehouse place. So we had these mountains of like toy boxes all over the place. Uh, and we used to stack the shelves and like flush up the boxes and all that kind of stuff. And in the middle, we made a box fort. And right, you could go there and avoid your supervisors. You could go there and avoid the cameras, have a little kip, have a little drink, uh, like water, have a little snack, that kind of stuff. It was all like, <gasps> but Christians, we don't do that. As slaves of Christ, we don't do that. We don't do personal admin at work times. We'll work hard, even when no one else is in the room, or when we're tired. In lockdown, we won't take liberties um, by playing games during meetings on Zoom or, or, or by um, taking ages for our lunch breaks. No, as slaves of Christ, what we do matters. And positively, look at verse 7. We're going to serve wholeheartedly as if we were serving the Lord. Like, that should change our whole work, like, motivation and everything for us. Like, that floor we mop. We mop it for Jesus. And that customer we serve, it's like we're serving Jesus. Even the really annoying ones. And like those emails we send, it's as if Jesus himself were receiving them. That house we survey or, or building and working on, we're building it for him. As slaves of Christ, what we do at work matters. 
And so we obey and respect our bosses to please our God. Actually, as slaves of, of slaves of Christ, well, bosses, look what you have to do in verse 9. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Those words are like a scotch bonnet chili pepper. Tiny, but packs a mighty big punch! Those treatments can blow your face off like these words. Paul is saying that masters, bosses, treat slaves, employees, the same way. The same respect. The same fear of God. The same service as if you're serving Christ. So bosses, lead with respect. Serving your employers. Employees. And why? Well, verse 9, because there is no favoritism with God. Do you feel the Roman earth shaking? Paul is saying that, that the Roman masters are the same as Roman slaves before God. That's mind-blowing back then. For us, it means that CEOs are the same as interns before the Lord. And so, how might, might that change how we treat people in our workplace? As slaves of Christ, what we do at work matters. We've covered so much stuff there. <laughs> So why not take time this week just to mull over what this might look like for you in your home and in your work situation. And when we find obedience to our folks tough, when we find them serving hard work, remember Jesus. Jesus, the Lord of all, who became a child to make us children of God. Jesus, the God Almighty, who became a slave and exchanged his life on the cross for us. See, we are saved by his obedience to his Father and his service for us. And so we follow his example. We obey like he obeyed and we serve like he served. See, what we do at work and at home really matters because of Jesus. So as children of God, we'll want to obey. As slaves of Christ, we'll want to serve and serve well because of Jesus. What we do at home matters. What we do at work matters because of him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the challenges of Ephesians 6. Please help us to change how we act at home and at work in line with your word. So we may live holy lives for Jesus. Amen.